This is so wizarding. I'm Nick. And I'm Justin, and we can't believe it's already time for the 2019 live stream for The Cure. Thanks to our amazing peers, listeners, and supporters, last year we crushed our goal of $5,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. The Cancer Research Institute is funding research into immunotherapy to create a future immune to all forms of cancer. Every single cent we raise goes to them. And they're also rated over 92% on CharityNavigator.org. This year, we're aiming our sights even higher with our most ambitious event to date. Join us May 17th through the 19th on twitch.tv slash epicfilmguys for 40 hours of live content from us and other amazing shows who will join us to try to reach $7,500. Please visit www.livestreamforthecure for more information or to find out how you can be a part of the event. Together, we can make a difference. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare. You are listening to So Wizards. You are thinking, you said people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. Yo, what is going on, everybody? You are listening to So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Marquis Mark, Markellis Reagans. Uh, I am taking over the boat right now. I'm the captain. I'm the captain now. <laughs> Joining me this week is my special co-host, the one and only queen of all nerds, Miss Aubrey Litchfield. We taking over this ship, <laughs> motherfucker. Uh, your regular host, Mr. Joey DiCarlo, is away on assignment. Uh, you know, every week, if you listen to the show, Joey pretty much works and sleeps. Uh, but this week, he actually had a lot of stuff to do. So we are eagerly awaiting his report next week. But joining us for this week's special episode, friend of the show, the official, unofficial fourth member of the podcast. Uh, you know him from his hit podcast, Two People, Two Podcasts, which I actually got the guest on. The one, the only... Mr. D.D. Sweets. What's up, brother? Hey, y'all. Uh, how y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, man? How you doing? Uh, I'm good, man. A motherfucker is feeling lovely and old. Jesus. Yeah. But I'm good. I am good. I am super good. I just found out that Goofy Movie came out. On my birthday, like 24 years ago, so it's good to know I have a lot in common with Power Man. <laughs> the Leaning Tower of Jesus. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, man. So it was your birthday, man. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I am 38 years old. I do not hide that fact because I do not look it. That's right. I never would have guessed that. I would have never either. Pete. I mean, I, I think Paul Rudd does the same thing, right? He just turned fifty, and he still looks like he did in Clueless. Yo, seriously, he moves backwards. Yeah. Someone put pictures, different pictures of Paul Rudd throughout the years, and they look exactly the same. It's amazing. I run yeah. into that issue as well. Everybody still thinks I'm in my early twenties, late teens. Yeah, See? yeah. I would say Aubrey yeah. definitely looks like she's about <laughs> in late teens, <laughs> yeah. even younger than that. 
just goes to show if you leave a uh, lead a very unproblematic life, you will still look young as fuck. <laughs> mm, some people it, it might be too late for them. I'm sorry. Yeah, Stacy Dash, but you know it's all good. <laughs> All right, so uh, you, the listener, are listening to So Was a Podcast, three friends getting together each week to discuss the world of nerds. This is episode 244. That's right, 244 weeks in a row. Uh, This week, we're going to talk about some uh, trailers that drop, a little bit of news regarding our favorite topic, the DCEU, and then we're going to get into a review and reaction to... DC's latest movie, Shazam. Um, but before we get into that, Aubrey, how are you doing, my friend? I'm fantastic. I went to Niagara Falls last week, and I went home for a couple days, and it was it was really really beautiful in Niagara Falls. Honestly, I want to go back because it it's so so breathtaking. I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. How long were you there for? We were there from Wednesday to Saturday. Ah. Um, we left Pittsfield at like three o'clock in the morning on Wednesday, and we travel. It, it took a, or no, we didn't leave at three o'clock. Our intention was to leave at three o'clock, and then mm-hmm. I fell back asleep. So <laughs> we left probably about seven o'clock on Wednesday, and we traveled to Niagara Falls. We got there, I want to say like two o'clock in the afternoon, maybe. It took us a while to get there. But we did, we stopped at this random ass mall in Fishers, New York. It's out near Rochester. And I walk into the mall and all of a sudden I hear somebody calling my name. Whoa. <laughs> and I'm like, Josh, Josh was like, are you fucking kidding me? And I was like, see, we leave Virginia and everybody knows me. <laughs> uh, and I look and it's somebody that I worked with at Old Navy in like 2009. And I had no idea he lived in in that area. Um, I had an idea that he was back in the States because he was in China for a while teaching English. Um, But I didn't know exactly where he lived. And so he was there with his wife and his son and and we were talking. And I was like, isn't that your birthday today? And he's like, wow, what a crazy coincidence (laughs) this is. (laughs) Like 10 years later, you actually remember that? That's amazing. Well, he's my friend on Facebook, ah. so I had just seen it like right before I left, and I I said happy birthday on Facebook, and then we got in the car and we left, mm. and it just happened to be his birthday, and it's this random ass mall, and we never would have stopped there either, except um, Josh has a pair of Oakleys, and he wanted new lenses for them because he he beats the lenses up pretty bad in his line of work. So he wanted new lenses for them. And so he looked up who had an Oakley store. <laughs> so that mall just happened to have one. So we stopped at the Oakley store and here is somebody I hadn't seen in 10 years. So it's a very interesting trip to Niagara Falls. But it's very, very beautiful there. Um, I definitely recommend everybody go at least once in their lifetime because it is, it is breathtaking. You know, the pictures that you were posting online, a few pictures that you were posting, every time I looked at that picture, all I can see was Superman 2, like a little kid hanging <laughs> off the edge going, Mommy, Mommy, look at me. Yo, I was just about to ask if that movie was filmed there. Don't they have like a special room or something? <laughs> that's, they might. That's right. Holy shit. Now I want to go to Niagara Falls just so I can get that uh, that room with the pink bearskin rug on it. <laughs> 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 
wonder which hotel that's at. Oh, yeah. Awesome. But yeah, and it's beautiful there. We also, we stopped by the um, the hotel that Jim and Pam from the office were in and everything. We didn't get to ride the Maid in the Mist uh, because it was closed, but we did go down in the falls and it was all frozen down there. So there's a picture that I had posted of a whole bunch of ice. Mm-hmm. And that's actually the bottom of the American Falls. The water itself is still going down, but the the water as it splashes off of the rocks actually froze. So that's all frozen ice. That's scary. It's super cool though. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm glad you I'm glad that you you made it home safely. I'm sorry that you came up to Massachusetts and we didn't get a chance to hang out. Uh, that that kind of sucks, but you know, at some I point. know I I wanted to. My plan was on the second day. I was um I went to Northampton, but I had said to Nikki that I didn't want to interrupt you guys' days because I know you just got back from vacation and Joey sleep. Joey works in the middle of the night, and I don't want him to feel pressured to wake up in the middle of the day to come see me in Northampton. Aubrey, you would have been worth the trip. It would have been fine. We totally would have done it. No questions asked. I appreciate asked. it. My plan was is that I'm coming back up for Rhode Island Comic Con. Yes. So I was like, okay, I'll see I'll see them then. I didn't want to disrupt because it was we we came at like a weird time. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't want to disrupt your weeks by coming at a weird time. <laughs> That's fine. You will see us at Rhode Island Comic Con, and then you'll be sick of us. Yeah. Then you'll be like, "All right, I'm no, done. No, I'm no. done. With, I'm done with you guys for a year at least." <laughs> I I will not be. Josh actually really wanted to meet you guys, and he was really disappointed Aww. he couldn't. So, <laughs> all right. So, Didi, talk to us a little bit about your show, man. I got to guest on there a little while ago, um, but are your your episodes are still coming out, man. Tell the listeners where they can find your podcast. <laughs> Uh, I had a couple. I mean, there was the right man child, which I got tired of doing and ended that December mm-hmm. of last year. Um, still doing casually sarcastic with uh, Keisha and Didi, mm-hmm. and um, you were on Keep It Mad Simple Pod. So there's those two. Those are the only ones active right now. Even though we're on a break, not by choice. It's just you know, motherfuckers are lazy. We haven't got around to recording. Uh, <laughs> find that on uh, Anchor, Apple. Google, uh, Spotify, because I like to brag about that one, and other places where you can find your um, podcast stuff. Nice. I highly recommend it, and it's very uh, it's a nice conversational podcast. Um, Pretty much. Yeah. And uh, your your opinions are there's a few times where I'm like yelling at the at the radio, like what are you what are you talking about? Yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> I get that a lot. If you have me muted on Twitter, I totally understand. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's your Twitter handle, man? Just in case people want to start following you on Twitter. Oh, um, yeah. That's at your own risk, y'all. <laughs> um, same as IG, uh, Hey DD Sweets, which is also the same as my Xbox gamer tag, because I definitely need people to play Division 2 with. So, you guys, if you're into that sort of thing, help, because the raid is coming soon. I need, yeah, I, I need a squad. But yeah, hey, DD Sweets, pretty much everywhere. Nice, nice. All right, so uh, before we get into this week's news, uh, we're going to do a little bit of social media. This is where uh, Joy would usually have me do it. But since I'm the only one that's uh, on the boards, I'm taking care of it. 
All right. So everybody can go to soulwizardpodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. Uh, you also find movie reviews from yours truly. Uh, you'll find some Netflix and Amazon streaming picks from our buddy, the awesome Adam Wallyhawk. You'll find our merchandise there so you can uh, purchase some of our T-shirts and look good while you're representing the show. Uh, a great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping right through the link that we keep on the website. You click on that big A, you do your shopping, you receive your products, and that way you'll be helping out the show. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you are there. You can also find us on the Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone, Podbean, Google Play Music, and you can stream our show through Spotify. Uh, a great way to support Soul Wizard is through our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash Podcast. Uh, just a small amount of money that you can donate to the show and you will receive bonus content, including extra episodes. Uh, another great way to support our show is through the PodCoin app, PodCoin, where you can listen to the shows and earn money while you're doing it. A shout out to all of our podcasting buddies all over the world. Back to me, Mark Ellis. Oh, wow. Here I'm going again. I just was watching TV and I had my microwave coin dinner and I end up here all night for, I'm, I'm in another planet right now. Oh no, all night? No, it's not fair. Why I have to do this? I don't want to do this anymore. Ah! I just wanted to hear him say microwave corn dinner. I don't know why I love that so much. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're going to get into this week's news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we're getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right, so this week in nerdy news, a couple of things happened that I wanted to get you guys' opinions on. The Akira movie that they've been threatening to make for the past 20 years looks like it's actually moving ahead. Uh, they have to start filming within the next six months or so to receive a big tax break in California. So they are really amping it up. And they announced that the director of Thor Ragnarok, Taika Waititi, is going to be behind the camera. Uh, he just blew the doors off with Thor Ragnarok and also What We Do in Shadows. Now, he's an amazing filmmaker just on those properties alone i really don't want wouldn't want an akira but the thought of him doing one i'm excited now so uh now i'm, I'm ready for it I, I think it's gonna be cool what do you guys think of uh mr watiti doing akira let's start with our guest dd sweets um not only do i approve of his hiring i would also happily take his last name in marriage <laughs> i love him he, yeah um yeah I'm happy, but six months though. They're why? Why are they rushing? You said it's for a tax break. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna get a certain tax break that uh, I believe is it's gonna expire within six months. They have to get the production started in California in order to get that tax break. All right, I mean, because the last movie of this kind that was rushed, what was that? Uh, First Class, and I mean, it, it's a miracle that turned out well. Mm -hmm. But um. Is he done filming his last project? Because he he had a another movie he was currently doing. I forgot who's in it, but it's supposed to be um some kind of satirical World War One or Two kind of comedy thing. 
I forget. Yeah, I think he should be like right around the editing stage at this point. I think he he's finishing up on that one. Well, I mean, as long as they um, you know, don't pull a ghost in a shell with the cast, I'll be happy. <laughs> you, you know they're going to, man. You know they're going to. No, I, I think he Oh, I don't remember where if he said this before, but I think he kind of went on record saying he would be respectful to the uh Oh, I think oh, I forget. I don't know. There is an article of him speaking about it if he was uh, chosen for it, and he said he wouldn't make that mistake. Yeah, you know what? You I think you're right. I think I kind of remember that he was going to be very respectful of, of the uh, source material if he was lucky enough to direct the movie. Yeah, just like another um, nerdy property we're going to talk about. I think um, they're also making fantastic strides <laughs> in casting. Yep, yep, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. All right. So, so uh, Aubrey, how do you feel about Mr. Watiti directing Akira? I'm excited. I really like his work. I loved Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. It, you know, I was just thinking the other day, I have said on this podcast before that the Thor series before Ragnarok came out was my least favorite series, and then I found that all the movies fell flat. And then Ragnarok is in, like, my top five. I absolutely loved that movie so much. I thought it was phenomenal, just the way that it was all put together. So I think if anybody is going to do justice to an Akira movie, it's going to be him. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, I'm very excited to see what he's able to do uh, with another big-budget, colorful movie. I had, um, I was... Like about a week ago, I couldn't sleep. And I'm like, usually something that usually puts me to sleep like in the middle of the night is like anime for some reason. (laughs) Why don't you understand that anime belongs in the trash? (laughs) Uh, So I'm like, yeah, I didn't feel like getting up and putting my uh, Speed Racer DVDs in. So I'm like, let me just flip through and see what's on. I saw, oh, Akira is on. Let me just watch some of that until I go to sleep. And about 20 minutes in, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm wide awake. This movie is amazing. <laughs> I got to switch it to something else. So, uh, yeah, that, the, the story is just fantastic. I can't wait to see what he does uh, in a live action universe. If this movie sucks, I'm going to just throw my hands up because I am giving him so much mm-hmm. to be able to do this right. I have faith. I have faith in him. All right. So uh, speaking of live action adaptations of anime, uh, we got our cast for the Netflix TV show Cowboy Bebop. All right. So Netflix Cowboy Bebop is going to be 10 episodes and they just announced the first four cast members. We have Mustafa Shakir as Jet Black. You might remember him from uh, Luke Cage season two. Uh, God, what was what was his name? Bushwhacker. Bushmaster. Bushmaster. That guy is amazing. Mm-hmm. And he's not even Jamaican. Like, you ever hear, hear him speak normally? He's mad His New York. His from Harlem. I was pretty mad about that, <laughs> but it was convincing. Yep. I was stunned. He started talking. I'm like, holy shit, that dude's a straight-up New Yorker. <laughs> uh, and then as Vicious, the bad guy from the series, we have Alex Hasso, who I'm not familiar with at all. Uh, the name doesn't strike a bell but he has a visual look to him so you put him in a, a bleach blonde wig and that's pretty much vicious daniela pineda is playing faye valentine uh, you might remember her as the girl that was with justice smith in jurassic world fallen kingdom oh word her yeah oh shit <laughs> <laughs> uh faye valentine is just an uh, amazing character uh whoever got that role is is there's a lot of pressure uh, so I'm hoping she's going to be able to pull it off. And last but not least, in the lead 
of the show playing the unbelievably cool Spike Spiegel is Sulu himself, John Cho, which at first I'm like, that makes absolutely no sense at all. And then the more I thought about it, I'm like, he's an amazing actor. I believe he's going to do a really good job. So let's let's go around the room and see what you guys think about this casting. Aubrey, how do you feel about these actors bringing Cowboy Bebop to life? I am super excited uh, for this movie. I think that John Cho is really good. I don't know too much of what everybody else has done. Mm-hmm. But from what I've seen of John Cho, I really do enjoy him. I'm really excited to see what he brings to uh, Spike. Faye is going to be... She's got her work cut out for her because Faye is such a favorite of of everybody that... I think she's got to really knock it out of the park in order to gain approval from anybody. Yeah. So I, I'm excited to to see how it goes. Uh, I'll take it. I want to see a trailer and see how they actually interact as those characters. So, mm-hmm. All right. All right, Dee, what about you, man? How do you feel about this casting? They better have John in training right fucking now, <laughs> learning as much Jeet Kune Do as he can handle, because... <laughs> Yeah, I've seen the fight scenes and everything like sprinkled about social media and Spike is a fucking badass. I've never finished the anime. Mm-hmm. One of these days I will. Don't hold it against me, world. But um, yeah, great casting and everything. And since it's on Netflix, I hope they learn their mistakes from first uh, season one of Alter Carbon. We'll see. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they didn't cast Anthony Mackie. So, you know, that's already a step towards the right direction. Wow. I like Anthony Mackie. I mean, he's cool until he starts talking. <laughs> Papa Doc. That's my man. <laughs> yes, Papa Doc. <laughs> Not my Falcon, but whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's going to be um, badass. Netflix has been on. Um, they've been doing pretty good. I mean, a couple of choices I don't understand, like, you know, canceling one day at a time. I don't understand that. But, you know. They gave me love, uh, Death and Robots, so I'll kind of forgive them. Not mm-hmm. too much, but, you know. All right, so so my, my question is, as far as John Cho goes, do we give him green hair or not green hair? Aubrey. Yes, because I was really pissed off about Bulma not having blue hair. I wanted to be factual. I want to see what I saw in the anime. Green hair. Nice. All right. All right. What about you, Didi? I agree with Aubrey. <laughs> <laughs> Bring on the green hair, man. That's right. It doesn't have to be like crazy green. I don't want Joker green, but I want like the <laughs> like when the light hits it right, you get that green shade. That's all I want. That's all I want. Yeah, give me pop star turned uh, action uh, star <laughs> kind of green hair. Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm psyched. So it's only going to be ten episodes, uh, but it should be coming out, I believe, next year. Uh, good job. Uh, and if you haven't seen, uh, John Cho was in a movie called Searching. Searching. Oh, my God. If you haven't seen that movie, he delivers one hell of a performance in that movie this past year. So, um, yeah, check that out. It's out on uh, it's at Redbox right now. Guys, it's about that time. It's time for Going Back. We have to go back. We are going back to the DCEU. Uh, considering the movie that we're talking about this week, we are all over DCEU land. Uh, So let's start with the hot trailer that dropped last week. We got our first look at actual film footage, not behind the scenes footage shot on a on a cell phone out out in the streets, (laughs) but a legit glimpse into 
Todd Phillips movie Joker. Uh, we got to see Joaquin Phoenix as his uh, alter ego Arthur and a little bit of the backstory of what makes him a crazy psychopathic clown. You get a little bit of Thomas Wayne, a little bit of young Bruce Wayne, uh, and just some uh, some really serious attitude in the trailer. So what did you guys think of the Joker trailer? Let's start with our guest again, Didi. Oh, um, at first, I was like everyone else, skeptical, angry, like, why the fuck are you doing this? And then I heard that uh, Joaquin Phoenix was cast and like, oh, oh, word? It, y'all are that serious about this? Oh, okay, okay. Oh, you got De Niro? How the fuck did you get De Niro to do this? Oh, damn. And now you're just pulling everybody from Atlanta. Like, what? what's... Okay, okay, I'm I'm on board. I'm on board. And then I saw the... Uh, what was that, an unofficial trailer? What was that, like a makeup test? Yep. They had me then. And then the trailer just comes out of nowhere. I'm like, oh, shit. All right, I'm, I'm fucking sold. Um... I'm ready. Like I'm ready for October to be here. If y'all seen me on Twitter, y'all y'all saw what I said. I'm re- I'm ready for October <laughs> to be here. And I also want to know if, <laughs> if all this Oscar talk is justified because the last dude in a comic book movie to get an Oscar, he's not here with us anymore, and he played that role. Mm-hmm. To like, you can't really top that. But I'm I'm ready. I'm I'm fucking ready. Nice, nice. All right, Aubrey, what about you? Now that you got a, a good look at some footage, how do you feel about this Joker movie? It's meh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it it looks okay. Yeah. It it just it looks more like uh, the Red Hood storyline in uh, the Killing Joke. Yeah. So, like, I mean, that's cool and all. I don't, I don't know. Maybe when I see a second trailer, I'll think it's different. But it just kind of didn't excite me really i wanted it to but it didn't all right i can understand that uh yeah i'm not really sure what to expect from this movie it's nice that dc is uh giving the director of the hangover trilogy the reins of one of his most popular characters uh but like Didi said it's gonna have de niro in it it's gonna have zazie beats in it and it's gonna have probably one of my favorite actors working today brian Tyree henry uh, from Atlanta. Yeah. So uh, just right there, just the cast alone, I'm like, all right, done. So uh, Fucking Scorsese's producing this shit too? Like, how did he pull that off? Well, it looks like there's a, lot, there's a lot of references to Scorsese's The King of Comedy movie from back in the day. So maybe they just brought him on so he wouldn't sue him. It's like, yeah, hey, you looked at the movie and be like, hey, that looks all... I've seen this before, motherfuckers. <laughs> I mean, he did get his tra- Travis Bickle on it a few... Uh, in a few scenes, it's like, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So this it should be cool. We'll see. We'll see. The director of The Hangover, though, that's yeah. no. You know what? And that's why I'm not worried, especially after this trailer, because I think of uh, everything Adam McKay has done with his last two movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know him for what um, from uh, Anchorman, Anchorman, yeah, and everything. And then he knocks me on my ass with the big short, and then he does it again with Vice. I love it with like people in, like in a comedic field take this kind of turn like what uh jim carrey did the you know the truman show and robin did uh insomnia one hour yep. photo yeah that's what i'm looking for i love it when like comedic motherfuckers go dark so <laughs> i am looking forward to this that is a fair point that's a very fair point yeah adam mckay definitely uh showed different uh different facets to his talent so i'll give him, I'll give him props for that all right so uh so we're still in the dceu we're going to talk a little bit about Idris Elba, we talked about this on a show like a couple of weeks ago, actually two different 
two different episodes. We talked about him joining the cast, replacing Will Smith as Deadshot. And then it was reported this week that, yes, he's still in a movie, but he's not Deadshot. So he's probably playing another character, uh, which, you know, I think is great because it gives Will Smith an opportunity to come in for like a minute, for like a hot minute and do a quick cameo, maybe die in the first like five minutes. Maybe he can be the big kill. Uh, but, you know, as long as long as Idris is in it, that's cool. I'm still cool. As long as he's still in it, I'm totally yeah. fine with it. Uh, so what do you guys think about him not replacing Will Smith as Deadshot, Aubrey? I understand what they're doing and I respect the continuity. Mm-hmm. I just, I have such a poor opinion of the Suicide Squad <laughs> movies in the first place. Right. <laughs> so I just don't see how they can save it in my eyes. I hope that they can one day, but I just, I don't care enough about Suicide Squad. Um, and I was thinking, though, I don't want to spoil anything in the future or that we're going to talk about, um, but I was thinking that he would possibly be a character that was hinted at in Shazam. Yeah. Mm. Um, that was my thought when I had seen that. So that is my best guess. Hmm. All right. So, Didi, what about you, man? You're still getting Idris. You're just not, you're just not getting him in the, uh, the black and red yeah. suit. Yeah. I mean, I can live with that. Um, I only have two concerns one is uh wb gonna just stay off the set and just cut the check and let uh james gunn work his magic and damn what was the other concern i forget the other concern i don't know i'm just glad uh they were smart enough to bring back uh viola for uh amanda walker because that was just brilliant casting right off the bat just brilliant casting shitty script <laughs> i i hope it's this just one's phenomenal in general yeah i mean it's Viola fucking Davis. Like, c- come on. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't even like how to get away with murder, but I'll watch a few episodes just because she's in it. She's amazing in it. But yeah, as long as DC WB backs off, they let James Gunn work his magic and he doesn't repeat whatever mistakes he made in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Might have a good he might have a might have another hit on our hands. I will fight you. I love Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Dog, I love the first one more than the second one. Second one was just overdoing it, especially with the uh, score. I have a huge problem with the score. It was a, it was a bit of a reach. All right, all right. We'll we'll discuss this at, a, at another time on, a, on, a, on oh, another another platform. Good. I love I love that movie though so much. Um, I mean, I'm waiting for Adam Warlock, but you know, still not my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I wanted to say yeah, Viola Davis is is coming back. They didn't say if she is playing Amanda Waller, which is very odd. Um, and this movie isn't a sequel to Suicide Squad. Uh, that's why they titled it The Suicide Squad. So Yeah, it's a straight up reboot, right? It's it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to say though. It's hard to say. It's it's a reboot, but they're still gonna cast Amanda um Viola Davis as Amanda Waller and Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn and Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang. But we're just gonna pretend the other movie didn't exist at all. Wait, or, or, Margot Robbie's coming back? I thought she wasn't coming back. It's they haven't officially said no or yes. It's still kind of up in the air, but most likely she's coming back. Look, as long as they don't bring Fuckboy to play Joker, I'm happy. <laughs> Isn't he too busy doing Morbius right now? Yeah, yeah. And they released the uh, they actually released the first picture of uh, Jared Leto as Morbius online, and it's Jared Leto in a sweatshirt, in a hoodie. That's it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> Whatever. 
Whatever. Exactly. All right. So, uh, band first band of Mars or some shit. One twenty seconds to Mars. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah, Aubrey. What's the name of Jared Leto's band? Yeah. Aubrey. Thirty seconds to Mars. Yeah. Are, are they any good? I don't really like them. <laughs> They're too like uh, emo-y. Yeah, that, that's that seems about right for him. Just like angels and airwaves. Nope. I don't even know what that is. Uh, you know, being a San Diego native, I have to shit on Blink One Eighty Two oh. <laughs> every now and then, and that was the. Uh, Spinoff band of uh, Tom. I have a huge fucking ego, Delange. Wow. They even had a sneaker deal for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Let's just give all the Jesus bands of uh, uh of the world a sneaker deal. <laughs> all right. So let's uh let's move on. We're done with the DCEU. Uh, one more topic I wanted to talk about. Uh, this is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This week, tickets went on sale for Avengers Endgame. Uh, it probably broke all kinds of records in pre-sales. I know I was struggling at work to uh, to buy my tickets. I didn't know that they were going on sale that day. For some reason, Joey wasn't nice enough to uh, uh, <laughs> share that knowledge until after the fact. Uh, but yeah, it took me forever to try and get online and get tickets. I went through the website. I went through the apps. Nothing was happening. I had to actually drive to the theater and buy tickets from the cashier. I haven't spoken to a cashier in years. But I got my ticket, so I'm, I'm psyched for it. Um, but what did you guys think of this this whole Avengers thing, like, just blowing up like crazy getting tickets? And did you guys get your tickets? Let's start with Didi. Yeah, not only did it break records, it broke the fucking internet. <laughs> I was up at 5 a.m. going through several browsers and God knows how many movie ticketing apps trying to get tickets. And it just, I, I had to do the same thing. I had to go to AMC to get my damn tickets, and I got them. And I'm just happy I'm not sitting towards the front. Mm-hmm. No shade to people who sit towards the front. If that's what you do, go ahead. Do you, boo-boo. It's all good. Um, that's not me. But, yeah, we got our tickets. There was a fucking line trying to get tickets, too. I just, this, 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 mm. I don't remember the last time this happened. I, I didn't go through that issue with uh, Infinity War. I don't, even remember, I don't even remember having that problem with uh, Age of Ultron. Mm. It's just new to me. Wait, did I have this issue with Star Wars? You must have. Star Wars? Was it fan, was it Force Awakens that had this issue? What I can't remember the last big, you know, popcorn movie that kind of, you know, temporarily dismantled movie apps <laughs> for like a split second. Yeah, I'm thinking Star Wars is probably one of the last ones. Yeah, because it sure as fuck wasn't Last Jedi, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> uh, Aubrey, what about you? Did you get your tickets for Avengers? And did you have any problems getting those tickets? I I actually did get my tickets. What? I didn't have any problems. And I got them like a couple days after they were, maybe it was a day after they were released for sale. Yeah. I got them the third at like 4.30 in the morning. I bought them at 4.30 <laughs> in the morning. Got them on the third. Um, and we have pretty good seats, but... The thing is, is our movie theater isn't like a big name movie theater. Yeah. And they have a 21 and up section. So I paid extra. So me and Josh are in the 21 and up section. And it's behind the, it's like, uh, what is it? Almost like a balcony. Yeah. It's like a, and, and it's above everyone else. And so we're like in the back above everyone else. So we're, I'm not too worried about it because we, we're all the way back there, but it's 21 and up. So we got pretty lucky in that sense. I did have trouble with Star Wars 
which is why I'm surprised that I didn't have as much trouble with Avengers, but I didn't surprisingly. So now you are going opening weekend, right? Yeah, I'm going that. I'm going the 26th. Okay. I I took the day off of work and everything to make sure that I could go. We're going that Friday um, at 6:30, so it wasn't even like late or anything. I heard um, some people couldn't get tickets until like midnight. They're going at like midnight showings on that Friday and Saturday and stuff because they couldn't get in any sooner. And we didn't really have that issue. But again, I think it's partially because it's a smaller movie theater or it's not a smaller movie theater. It's actually really cool, but it's, it's not like AMC Regal or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's kind of strange that they have a 21 and over section of the movie theater. That's I've never heard of that before. It's awesome. Actually, they have a bar and everything. You go upstairs, you show them your ID, you can go into the bar, you get um, whatever drink you want, you can get a pizza, hamburgers, you'd order all that, and then you can bring it right into the movie with you. All right. Well, Avengers is three hours long, so maybe not get a lot of drinks that night. Yeah, I probably won't because I'll be tired and like, (laughs) What? I'm pre-gaming. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready. I am ready for this. <laughs> Joey's going to like take his shirt off, paint his stomach. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. yeah. Didi, just make sure you go into the right theater, man. Don't be looking at Dumbo going, where's Thanos at? <laughs> Where are you at, though? First off, why would you be in Dumbo? Why would you do that to yourself? Look, I love Tim Burton, but, you know, just like ALL, both of them just need to hang up. It's, it's been too long. Just give up your prospective careers and stick to something else. Hey, man. I like LL on NCIS. I don't like him behind the mic. If uh, the director of uh, Mad Max Fury Road can work until he's like 110, then uh, Tim Burton, he can still make movies. Yeah. I don't know. Noah um, was pretty scarred about Dumbo. We don't talk about Dumbo. <laughs> <I don't, laughs> you don't bring up the flying elephant in a room. Noah's he was really <laughs> upset. He came home. I had to beat him out in the car. He was in tears. It's <laughs> like, Aww. what happened? <laughs> All you did was go see Dumbo. <laughs> so that's it for the news. We're going to take a little break right now, and then we'll come back and talk about the latest entry in the DCEU, Shazam. Not the uh, music app. Hey, what's up, everybody? I hope you're having fun listening to this episode of So Wizard Podcast. But did you know you can actually get paid just for listening to us? I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. We've just discovered a new app called Podcoin, and it literally pays you to listen to podcasts. Here's how it works. You listen to the podcast you love, and you earn Podcoin while you listen. Then you turn that Podcoin in for gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks, or if, unlike me, you're a good person you could actually donate it to charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. Here's what you got to do. Download the free app right now on your iPhone or Android device. And I've got a special code for you. Simply use our code WIZARD when you sign up and you'll get 300 PodCoin just to start off. If you listen to enough of us on there, you can get a drink at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card and it's like I gave it to you. So go ahead, go listen to this podcast or any of your other favorite shows on PodCoin and sign up with the code WIZARD. It'll change the way you listen to podcasts. And we are back. Uh, Now we are going to be talking about Shazam. But before we get into that, uh, Joey posted a question out to uh, some of our Patreon fans uh, about superpowers and uh, superpowers that you would want as a kid. 
Uh, so now that, uh, before we get into the review, let me ask you guys, what superpowers do you wish that you had as a kid? Let's start with our guest again, Didi. I had to think a lot about this because first it was flight. Yep. I mean, for obviously for obvious reasons. But then it always comes back to Nightcrawler because I was a huge fan of uh, Nightcrawler growing up along with um, Spider-Man and um, Iron Man and Cap. But yeah, I mean, Nightcrawler just seemed the coolest to me as a kid and teleporting. I mean, I would get into a lot of trouble, <laughs> mainly Foot Locker. But yeah, definitely teleportation. All right. All right. Aubrey, what about you? How do you uh, what superpowers do you wish that you had when you were a kid? When I was a kid, I really wanted to fly. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to fly and I wanted to control the weather. Oh, that's right. Because you're a big storm fan. I was. I really wanted to be her. OK, Aubrey Amaru. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we do have some uh, some other answers that were supplied by our Patreon supporters. Uh, Paul from the Countdown podcast wrote, uh, my power would would have been and still would be being able to time travel back into myself at any point in my timeline, knowing everything I know now. Can you imagine correcting every time you messed up with a girl you liked or zigging left rather than right and scoring a winning goal touchdown basket in that crucial game? That's a good one. I didn't even think about that one. That's a really good one beat him down from Colt 45 his choice was Magneto's powers uh, but also his amazing arrogance Uh, I want to float above people while talking down to them amen amen so wizard senior political correspondent Amanda wrote fast metabolism Mm. alright that'd be good that'd be good I can can deal with that (laughs) yeah because food is delicious and also friend of the show uh, Adam Wallyhawk the awesome Adam Wallyhawk, he put, uh, I was a simple kid. I just wanted super strength. I still want that, but my new power would have to be something I could profit off of. Desk jobs suck. Yeah, yeah, I can kind of see that. I love desk jobs. I'm a very boring person. I don't want to go anywhere. I'll sit at my desk for hours. It's fine. Uh, John from Pint O Comics said, I'd say flight, especially as a kid, would be such a great feeling. If I was a teenager, I would... It would be invisibility for creepier reasons. Way to go, John, from Pino Comics. Uh, mine would be mind control. I would make. I want to control people's mind like Professor X, mainly so I can make people be friends with me because I'm a nerd. You don't need that with me, bro. <laughs> Come on now. Nerds unite! All right, so, uh, yeah, so now let's get into review and reaction of DCEU's Shazam. Before we uh, get into spoilers, let's really quickly talk about our our main reactions to the movie, our, our, our quick summary of what we thought of it. Aubrey, how did you feel about Shazam? I liked Shazam. All right, all right. Didi, what about you, man? How did you feel about it? Um, I approve of the DCEU second entry into their universe. I don't acknowledge the other ones. I only <laughs> acknowledge this one and Wonder Woman. There are only two. Wow. <laughs> you know Aquaman made like a billion dollars, like almost two there billion dollars. There are only right? two. <laughs> Jason Momoa's packs made a billion dollars. <laughs> you know, everybody loves Shazam. I was very disappointed in it. Uh, and I know this is like a real hot take, and I know I'm like out on an island because I've been searching for days for someone no, you're not, to be you're like not the only one. 
Oh, really? Because I haven't seen anyone say anything bad about this movie. It's like one of the greatest movies ever. And I'm like, I don't, I must have watched a completely different movie because I, I did not get that at all. I didn't think it was the greatest movie ever. I thought it was one of the greatest DC movies. Yeah, yeah, but that's exactly. not a high bar to hit. Exactly. Look, they need it. God damn it. <laughs> Aquaman made almost $2 billion. They, they're good. They're fine. Yeah, how much did Jason Venom Momoa's make? Jason Momoa's peck made. Peck's made. <laughs> how much did Venom make? Oh. Same of them, right? Yeah, good good point. Both movies belong in the toilet. <laughs> Look, I love Tom, I, you, you know I love me some Tom Hardy. But that shit was flawed. It made, it made Spider-Man 3 look Oscar worthy. Ow. Yeah, you're not lying. Hey, DD Sweets is my Twitter. If you guys have any <laughs> questions or concerns, feel free to uh, at me there and get muted. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's get into some spoilers of the movie because there is definitely some uh, events that happen towards the end of the movie that uh, definitely want to get into. So if you have not seen Shazam, uh, you can stop listening to the show right now. If you have and you're ready for some spoilers, we are about to get into it. Spoiler alert. I had seen the future and I had to prevent it. All right. So let's talk about the overall story of Shazam. Uh, it, the movie starts off with a kid in a car, uh, in the back of a car with his dad and his older brother. They're kind of belittling him, giving him shit. Uh, and he winds up being transported into a cave where he meets a magical wizard who offers him superpowers. What did you guys think of the opening of this movie? Uh, let's start with you, Didi. Uh, this director directed uh, horror movies previously, right? Yes. Yep. Uh, Lights Out and uh, Annabelle Part 2, I think. See, I was about to say I love it when horror directors do that, but James Wan has not. Mm, <laughs> Aquaman and Fast 8, not my favorite. But no, I mean, it was a pretty interesting, uh, pretty interesting beginning. His parents are dicks. Yep. Uh, his big brother's a dick, and I was very happy for a certain scene that happens later on in the film because <laughs> I like shit like that. Yeah, that scene was brutal. Brutal. Yes. We'll, 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 we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, Aubrey, what about you? What did you think of the beginning of the movie? Um, I liked the beginning of the movie for what it was. Okay. All right. All right. So I'm trying to think. Now, after we get this super elaborate introduction of uh, the kid that's eventually going to grow up to be Mark Strong, the bad guy, he gets offered the powers and he immediately goes to the dark orb that uh, <laughs> the uh, the seven deadly sins are pretty much in control of. Uh, so, you know, instead of going to the to the right side, he immediately goes to the wrong side to amass a bunch of power and he gets shunned. He gets kicked away. And his goal, his ultimate goal is to make it back to the cave so that he can get the orb and become powerful. I think I think that's what what that's what his goal was. Did, did you guys feel any any different at all regarding his uh his particular goal in life? I mean, wouldn't anyone in his shoes automatically go for the dark orb? I sure as hell was. Oh really? I, I got some bullies to fuck up, man. <laughs> I don't hold a grudge though. Trust me, I don't hold a grudge none at all. None, daddy, none. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but I have a question. How? The fuck did they talk Mark Strong into coming back and doing a DC movie after the critically acclaimed uh, Green Lantern movie? Uh, that's a that's an easy question to answer. Um, before, when Green Lantern came out, 
comic book movies were not making that much money. You know what I mean? I mean, they were making money, but they weren't like gangbusters. Like every single movie is, every almost every single movie that's coming out right now. Again, Aquaman made almost $2 billion. <laughs> so you, if you get a chance, if you get another bite at the apple as far as the comic book movies go, you're going to do it. Uh, and considering that he's not coming back for the next Kingsman movie, spoiler alert, uh, oh geez, I saw what <laughs> happened to him. Oh no! So uh, yeah, I, I don't. Maybe someone at DC realized. You know, we had Mark Strong was probably the best thing about Green Lantern. So uh, they were probably like, "Yo, can we get get him back and do it right this time?" Um, um, the movie ending was the best thing about Green Lantern. Wow! All right, so okay. and and Homeboy who played the other villain, I I did enjoy him. Him and his huge ass head. <laughs> he was having the most fun. Peter Sarsgaard, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so all right, so then we are introduced to uh, young Billy Batson, who is in the middle of pulling off a not a heist. He's not robbing a pawn shop. He's setting up an elaborate plan to lock in police officers so he can have access to their database inside of their car. Billy is kind of a I don't know, not like a not like a rugrat, but kind of a tough kid from the street, I guess you can say. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. What'd you guys think of Billy Batson, um, Didi? He was cool. <laughs> he was a bit of an asshole. I wanted to smack him a couple times, but, you know, he was young and stupid. And that actor played it pretty damn well. I wonder if he was um, taking bits and pieces from his life. <laughs> Probably. I, I actually thought that actor did a really, really good job. Oh, oh, well, I, I guess that sound means that uh, our guest, Didi Sweets, has to take off for the rest of the show. Uh, Didi, before you bounce out of here, why don't you give us a complete rundown of your thoughts on Shazam? And it's, we're in the spoilers are now, so spoil away. Uh, give us the complete rundown before you take off. Uh, okay. Mad as hell I didn't get to see my uh, future baby daddy to rock. <laughs> um, you saw his name in the credits, though, so you know, you, you know he's a part of it. Well, yeah. Wait, wait. So... He got credit, even though he was just what, like a a smoke mirage or something. He was a or, he, or he's an executive producer of the movie, so he wasn't in it. He okay. was he didn't get a casting credit, but he got he's getting a little bit of back end from this movie. As long as he's been attached to that motherfucking role, I'm <laughs> I hope so. Jesus, <laughs> um, the family was fantastic. The little girl made me want to have kids, even though I don't want to have kids. But she was just so fucking adorable. And I was even happier that Megan Good got to play her as an adult because I'm a huge fan of Megan Good. And it's so good to see her in a superhero movie finally. Uh, love the uh, step parents. Billy's mom, I hope she gets ran over by a truck. Wow. You know, and uh, Gino steaks. I never had those. Are they, are they supposed to be like the best cheese steaks in uh, Philly or? Or did they just pay the most to get their shit featured? No, no, they're legitimately supposed to be the best. I mean, if they opened one in New York, too, that's a big deal. But um, I love the movie. It was pretty damn good. Zachary Levi was fantastic casting. Mark Strong was great casting. I love seeing him in everything. Uh, and I look forward to the sequel, which is inevitable. All right, all right. So out of a score of one through five, I'm sorry, zero stars to five stars, five being the best, what do you give it? Because I'm petty, I'm going to give it four. Wow. But no, that's good. I mean. <laughs> yeah, that is really good. Well, I might have gave uh, Wonder Woman the same thing because that third act was just atrocious, just like a waste of uh, great actors. But I still love that movie. I still love this movie. I'm still going to buy it. In fact, as soon as it goes on pre-order, I'm probably going to pre-order that shit. Jesus. Um, but it's a good movie. And I look forward to what they do 
next with it. I can't wait to see him square up against uh, The Rock. Not a fucking talking worm. <laughs> you might be a couple of movies away from uh, from seeing that, dude. I'm sorry. God damn it. How long are they going to make me wait to see him in spandex? <laughs> Jesus! Well, you got Hobbs and Shaw coming out this summer, so you'll you know you'll get a little a little fix in the meantime. Two of my sure. baby daddies in one movie, <laughs> yay me! But um, as always, thanks for um, allowing me to come on and talk my shit. I love you guys so so much. Thank you. All right. Also, kiss my ass, Joey. I love you. <laughs> Peace, y'all. Thanks, DD man. I'll talk to you later. All right, Aubrey. What right. did you love about this movie? I really liked the story. Um, There was times where I felt like the story kind of went back and forth too much. But the overall message I really loved. And I really actually liked how Billy's mom remained a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Now, did you think that she legit left her kid there? Like, did you think did you think that something happened to her? Or did you think that she just like bounced? I was hoping that she died. Yeah. But, you know, I was actually happy to see that she was just a piece of shit in the end. Because I think that that was important for some people to actually see. That they can grow up searching for something, find it, and realize it's not what they needed to feel complete. I think that that overall message was really important. Okay. All right. What did you think of the kids, the other kids that were in the um, in the house with them? You know, I I liked the different dynamics of all of them. Um, I liked how they were all very different from each other. How they were close, but then Billy refused to be close with them. And then how in the end he decided to be close with them. I truly hope that group homes like that exist. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that more kids in the foster system need that. All right. All right. And then what did you think of, of our boy Zachary Levi as Shazam? He was really good. I think that he did a great job in that role. I don't think that they could have cast it any more perfect than they did. Yeah, yeah. I thought he did a really good job. My my main issues with the movie is I didn't understand what Mark Strong's goal was other than to work his way back into the temple and grab that that power core and control the seven deadly sins. Like it, you know, 30 years went by and he's, you know, he's tall, he's successful, he's got money. He's got a company named after him, even though his, his dad and his brother are still assholes. I thought that, like, once he destroyed his parent, like his dad, that kind of um, took away anything else he wanted to accomplish. Because that was the whole point was he wanted to prove to his dad and his brother that he was great. But then he killed them. Yep. And so who else is going to be around to see how great he is after that? <laughs> Nobody. Yeah, yeah, I, I exactly. One, he, once he accomplished that goal, it didn't really seem like there was anything else for him to do, um, except for just try to get Shazam's powers. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know. I just his motivation just didn't really do it for me. Um, the fact that Billy, the actor that played Billy, was amazing. He has uh, a serious dramatic arc in a movie. You know, he wants to find his mom, and he his goal is to to try to do it and and, and not. Even though he's kind of an asshole to the kids in in the foster home, he still you know he stands up for for Freddie uh, mm-hmm. when when times get tough. So you know Billy has like this really strong kind of dramatic arc, and then you get to Zachary Levi playing Shazam, and he's a goofball. And I'm trying to like picture the kid Billy doing the stuff that Zachary Levi is doing. You know what I mean? 
Like I, I couldn't picture Billy doing a floss dance or shooting mm-hmm. lightning from his hands, singing the Rocky song. You know what I mean? Like I, Billy's character up until he turned to Shazam did not seem like that type of person to me. And I just couldn't, I couldn't connect the two at all. They felt like two totally different characters to me. Um, I almost think that he became that way because um, he just felt more free and liberated as mm-hmm. an adult. Like he felt as though he could show his true self. So maybe Zachary Levi is his true self, whereas him as a kid is more guarded and more protective of of his own emotions and everything because he's been abandoned for so long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can I can kind of see that, I can kind of see that. But I, I honestly I just didn't I didn't feel it in the movie at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then like all this stuff with the kids, like I thought the little girl was great, uh, but the other kids they barely said anything. You know, they barely had any kind of character at all, except for Mary. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you get to the end of the movie and they put them all as superheroes, and I'm like, all right, so do we care about the? Do we ever care about these kids at all to want them to be superheroes? Yeah, I mean, I I could see how you would feel that way. I th- I was mostly surprised um, in the end. One of the superheroes is actually Ross Butler, who's on Thirteen Reasons Why. He he's in like random things, but I've you know I follow him on Twitter from Thirteen Reasons Why. So to see him, I was like, oh my god, it's it's Ross Butler. <laughs> um, but those characters, they didn't even know what they were interviewing for or what they were auditioning for. They they had just like gone in and to audition and then they weren't told like hey you're gonna be in um you're gonna be this character in Shazam mm-hmm. and if you look the, if you look up Shazam it doesn't even say what role they are oh really yeah yeah well you know the whole thing with the wizard wanting to give his powers to someone that was worthy and based on the scientific evidence that Mark Strong's company or the the company that the doctor was working on, it looks like the wizard tested like a bunch of people. It looks like there was a ton of people that he had to go through the process to see who he's going to give his powers to. And then he chose Billy because he's good of heart. Or but whatever. I almost feel like he chose Billy because it was a last-ditch right. effort in the end. <laughs> right, that's what I was thinking. Like, he had no choice because Billy, he gets superpowers and he immediately robs an ATM and goes to a strip club. And I'm like, wait a minute, I thought he needed good of heart to, to be Shazam, but... Apparently, yeah, that's I, feel, not the I case. feel like he was forced into taking that mm-hmm. or taking Billy up because at that point, the seven deadly sins had been released and, and everything. So he didn't really have much of a choice on who he was going to get. Right. He's like any kid that looks like they're doing remotely good. I'm just going to give the powers to. Yeah. And so he gives the powers to Billy and Billy's suddenly Shazam. But then Billy gives the powers to the other kids. And now they're all Shazam. So Billy isn't, he's not special at all. There's nothing about his character that made me go, oh, I'm so glad this kid got superpowers. Like he just, he, the fact that there's six of them now and they all have to say Shazam to get, to get superpowers. I, I don't know. It just, it kind of deteriorated what made Billy special even though there wasn't anything really special about him in the beginning, about Shazam, the Billy Batson character, yes, the Shazam character, I didn't, I didn't, I, I couldn't feel it. I, I couldn't feel anything about him. Yeah, yeah, and and it was an odd dynamic, I think, and not many people know like the whole Captain Marvel family thing. Yeah, and it and it's weird because it's like Shazam was originally Captain Marvel, now it's Shazam. 
it's so like there's a whole Captain Marvel storyline, but not many people are aware of the storyline. And so it, it's, I don't know. Well, a lot of people love it. It's doing amazingly well. Um, I did like the fact that Megan Good showed up as a, as a character because that was a, that was a bonus for me. I didn't even know she was in the movie, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I mean, that's sequel. how I felt about Ross Butler, and I mean, a- Adam Brody was in it too, which is weird. I don't think he's done anything in a long time. Mm-hmm. I thought he was just famous, really, for marrying uh, Leighton Meester. Oh, he married her. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're married. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, that's what I thought he was most famous for. But Plus, he's on the OC and everything. Yep. But he hasn't really done anything in a while. But they had really good characters playing the Marvel family. So I'm hoping that they continue with those characters later on. Because Ross Butler is fantastic in 13 Reasons Why. And so I, I fully support him going forward in the Marvel family or the the Captain Marvel family um, storyline. Yeah, it is. There was um another actor. I saw his name in a credits, uh, and he played one of the older Marvel family members. Uh, his name is I'm going to say it's DJ. Cortona? Yeah, DJ Cotrona. Co- yeah, Co- something Co- like that. Yeah, he was supposed to play Green Lantern in the Justice League movie from like 15 years ago. And uh, Adam Brody was going to play The Flash in that same movie. So I think it's nice that they got to come back into the DC universe to be DC heroes. I think it's kind of yeah. nice. Good for them. But I was I was very disappointed in this movie. I mean, it, it's okay. The jokes are good. The uh, When a wizard says, put your hand on my staff. <laughs> and Billy's like, ew, yeah. gross. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, they had really good subtle jokes and everything, I think. So the problem I have with DC movies, and I left this, I left this movie saying this to Josh, and I've been trying really hard to keep an open mind with DC movies because I feel like we really shit all over DC movies, and then people think we just have a vendetta against them. But honestly, like it was like the movie was good for me. I was okay with it being an origin story, and then once the CG started, I was like, "Fuck oh, this." God. Those I monsters. don't understand. Why can't DC get their shit together with their with their CG? What is so hard uh, about getting your your CG together? Uh, those seven deadly sins when they started talking and they're just like big rubber statues, like badly rendered rubber statues. I'm like, wow! I don't. How is this good? Who yeah, and, and, this? And the flying, the flying looked so cheesy to me. And I don't know why it's every single fucking DC movie can't seem to get their CGI shit together. I don't understand it. it whoever their team is over there, they need to fucking fire. Because every single DC movie that has been released that wasn't The Dark Knight fucking sucks once they enter CGI territory. Mm-hmm. And that is really what ruined the movie for me. I I liked it, and I tried really hard to look past that, but that took a huge toll on how I felt about this movie because it looked so cheesy at the end once the CGI started. When they were doing like the tests and everything of the different powers that Shazam has that was okay that looked kind of cool but then once he like learned how to fly and then insert Dr. Um, Silvana and he was flying he looked fucking stupid flying and the, the seven deadly sins looked fucking stupid just once that started it was like forget it 
I feel bad for any superhero origin movie that has to follow in the footsteps of uh, Black Panther and Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse because I feel like those movies really did it well, mm-hmm. like did it really, really well. And if you're not even going to be okay, then it's, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm not going to enjoy it. Uh, it just looks like I'm watching the movie, a movie from the 90s. Like yeah. we're in 2019. <laughs> Why does it look this way? I mean, even Lord of the Rings did a better job with their CGI, and they came out in the early 2000s. Yeah, it was almost 20 so, years ago. Yeah, so what is wrong with DC that they can't seem to figure that out? I don't. That's what bothers me the most about them, and what pisses me off the most about DC EU. So let's let's get back to Shazam. What would you give it as a rating? Zero being the worst, five being the best. What would you say Shazam was? Um, I probably would give it like a 2.75, um, because I did, I did like the story. I like the message that they were trying to get across, but the CGI took a huge toll on it. I didn't hate it. It was not the worst DC movie. It's just, I've given a three out to some really good movies. And so I don't feel like that it quite deserves to be on the same level as those movies that I've given a three to. But it definitely was one of the better DC movies that have been released as of late. Um, so I, I give it a 2.75. All right. All right. I would give it a 2.5. Not that it's it's not a bad movie. It's an okay movie. And it definitely has a lot of... It had more jump scares. It had like four times... Eh, like five times as many jump scares as uh, Jordan Peele's Us did. I jumped a, a lot during this movie. I was like, oh, yeah, this is a horror horror director. I like the performances. I like the jokes. I just wasn't down with the story. I, th- I think the story could have been a lot better. There's one part where Billy goes to find his mother and the foster parents go after him, and they just disappear for the rest of the movie. Like, they don't even show up until, like, the end. And I'm like, don't you have, like... Five or six kids that are out in the world doing something? Like, shouldn't we see a scene of them, like, looking for the kids or something? Uh, story yeah, points I mean, we should have seen something about them. Because then they just show up back home and and don't seem to, like, think anything of it. Yeah, yeah. They There's le- a legit scene of them getting in a van to go after Billy when he goes after his mom. And it's not like they don't know where the mom lives. The kids figured out the address and gave it to Billy. So they should have been, they should have beat him to the mom's place or they should have been waiting for him outside to give him a hug afterwards when he was all depressed or something. But no, they they disappear for the rest of the fucking movie. Oh, that drove me nuts. There's so many things like that that drove me nuts in this movie. So uh, with that, I'm giving it a 2.5 and uh, hopefully the next one will be better when he fights the, uh, the caterpillar guy. Mr. Mind. (laughs) Mr. Mind. This is where I needed Joey on the show to explain to me what the fuck was that. So I don't know too much about it, but I do know. So they hinted that Mr. Mind is going to be teaming up with Dr. Silvana, which means that they'll have the Monster Society of Evil. Um, And this is where I wonder if um, Idris Elba is going to come in because Black Adam does join the... um, the monster society of evil at one point. Mm -hmm. So my wonder is like, is he going to be a part of the monster society of evil? Is because he could, there's a couple of different people he could play. Um, So that's my thought process is that he, he's going to be a part of that. Um, And that by showing 
respect to Will Smith and making him off of and, and taking him off a of Deadshot. I think they'll use him towards this or towards um, Black Adam. Well, The Rock is definitely playing Black Adam in um, his own movie and in a sequel to this. So yeah, it, w- it would be kind of cool if whatever character it just plays in Suicide Squad, they kind of work his way into into this franchise. That would be kind of cool, but I don't know. I don't know. It's a worm. It's a worm with glasses and a voice box. Ah, yeah, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll have to see how it works. How, how did you feel about the uh, Superman, quote unquote, Superman cameo at the end? I thought that was really cool, actually. <laughs> that was probably one of the highlights of it for mm-hmm. me, just because I thought it was really cool that they they had blended that. Yeah, yeah. I um I don't understand why Freddie needs the approval of all of the kids in school and the bullies when he's a superhero now. Yeah. <laughs> he just say Shazam and show up to the to the cafeteria himself in a big purple suit, you know, and mm-hmm. he's saying, Yeah, yeah, I know Freddie. Freddie's my buddy. You know, he could do anything. He doesn't he doesn't need the approval, especially of the two bullies that hit him with their truck. Yeah, and here I am, Adam Brody, ready yeah. <laughs> exactly. for your approval. Exactly. All right. All right, so um, wrapping up, Aubrey, do you have any recommendations for the listeners this week? Um, not really. I did. I went to Niagara Falls, so I mean, I guess just go to Niagara Falls, everybody. Go have fun. <laughs> yeah, I decided to take a page out of Joey's book and just work and sleep uh, this week. So I did not do anything at all. But I'm still finding that I'm the as much as. Uh, I'm the on the opposite side of everyone who likes Shazam, and I thought it was just okay. As far as the Motley Crue movie goes, I, it's, the, it's the complete opposite. Everyone doesn't like it. I love it. I think it's amazing. So uh, I would say watch The Dirt on Netflix uh, for me if you haven't seen it. All right. So Oh, and I also want to recommend uh, next week, as you're hearing this, uh, Empire State Comic Con in Albany, New York is happening between April 12th and April 14th. Joey and I will be on the floor April 13th, walking around, uh, hopefully doing some interviews, taking some pictures, getting some content for your listening enjoyment for next week's episode. All right. So until next week, I am your host, Marquis Mark, Marcellus Reagans, uh, waiting for Joey DiCarlo to come back and regale us with tales of his week. I want to give a shout out to DD Sweets for joining us on behalf of my magical co-host, Aubrey Litchfield. Shazam! <laughs> and throw some lightning bolts in there. Uh, you have been listening to Soul Wizard Podcast. Everybody have a great week. Good journey. 